welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for Season 7, Episode 10, titled Prancing Queens. My name is Joe Batanz from the podcast Catching Up, and I am joined by two amazing co-hosts from the podcast Dubious Intent Plus. Hello, Daniel Brewer. Hello, Joe Batanz. How are you? It is great to be back in Connecticut. It is great to be back in my studio with my own microphone and not a crappy headset in a hotel room in Wisconsin. But I have to be honest with you, uh, you did such a great job last week. I was like, this queen should do it all the time. <laughs> I, uh, you know, that was slapped together because you, I, I don't know if I even said it on the show. You had lost your voice. I know that I had told. Lost it. Yeah, the people. So it was, had you read it, it would have sounded like Ginger Minch. <laughs> it probably would have. I sounded pretty bad. Uh, and let's also welcome from the podcast, Pod is my co-pilot. Please welcome special guest co-host, Welcome back, Taylor, the Latte Boy. Thank you. Thank you. I was going to say, back because by, I'm back back by popular demand. Sec- right. Oh, yeah. Thank you. I was going to say, so does this make me, because I'm back a second time, the Shangela of the RuPaul's Drag Race recap show? Mm-hmm. No, you're the season's Trixie so. Mattel. We voted you off once, and now, <laughs> now, now we've got no, you back. Come on. Don't insult Taylor like that. <laughs> Aww. Hallelujah. <laughs> I showed you I showed you guys the Trixie Mattel t-shirt that I wore last night. I know. Yes. And we're this week, excited the, for you? Shut up, shut I up. wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't. This week, the girls put on their best Real Housewives look, learn how to twerk, Vogue, do the robot, and walk the runway in split gender looks. Katya helps Violet win a challenge, and Ginger sends Trixie packing for a second time. Ladies, any initial thoughts on the episode? Go ahead. It it was one of those episodes that could have been better than it was, I thought. It, I thought the idea on one hand was really, really good. But I think when you've got the caliber of people that are left, for the most part, it, it, it was kind of lacking to me. It wasn't necessarily... It wasn't my favorite episode so far this season. I... I really did kind of like the episode. I love the challenges. I love the I love the mask. You know the the Scotch tape challenge. I love the uh, the Victor Victoria challenge, which is what I call it in my head. I'm old enough to mm-hmm. call it that in my head. Um, you know, I, I liked the uh, I liked most of the episode. The I I liked everything about the episode except the outcome. <laughs> so so there you go. That was that's my uh, initial thoughts on it. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, I totally agree, Daniel. Totally Mm -hmm. agree. Yeah, right. Anyway, after Miss Fame's elimination, Pearl washes off Miss Fame's lipstick mirror message. Taylor, I'll let you read it. Continue to inspire. You are incredible. I love you. Fame. Or Fame. I've heard it both ways. (laughs) That was my best Donna Sugar. (laughs) No, that's pretty good. Oh. 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 Did we even say why Donna's not here tonight? She got trapped at the theater doing her little show. Uh, so when I lock the doors so that I could be on RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Continue. Violet complains about Miss Fame going home too early while the other queens seem to be happy to see her gone. Pearl congratulates Ginger on her win and Ginger confesses that Violet should be grateful that Violet was the one who didn't go home. Oh. Violet swears she will do well in the next challenge. Katya, though, seems to have her own read on Violet. Violet's strengths are obviously her runway, but at this point in the competition, you have to be versatile. If you only have one strength, you're fucked. <laughs> or bleeped if you watched it on Logo. Mm. Oh, that's right. Yeah, there was a lot of bleeping. Katya was cursing up a storm. You know, here's the thing. There was a lot of fame uh, talk in the first act. Well, the first in the teaser clip and then also mm-hmm. in the beginning of the first act 
a lot of fame talk, but a lot of it was, you know, about the girl sort of either resenting that she, happy that she was gone, or Violet was a little upset that she was gone. Mm-hmm. Do you think fame and and uh, Violet had a little bit of a Kai Kai thing going? I was just wondering that, because they never seemed to show them... Like, a, like there was never any animosity that I can remember yeah. that wasn't just with Violet with everybody in the beginning. And I, I'm not quite sure where this was coming from, where all of a sudden Violet's sad that fame's gone. It, it didn't seem to make a whole lot of sense to me. You know, fame. She's, she's going to live forever? She's going to live forever. <laughs> <laughs> she's going to learn how to fly. I. I got nothing else. I'm sorry. I know. Uh, okay. I, I did wonder that. I actually did wonder that too, because of the some of the things that Violet said. I was just like, wait, did they, did they hook up or something? Was, like, what's going on? Well, yeah, because I remember last week Violet was the one that came in and said that Trixie should go home. You even, know, she was almost like defending fame. And even so, I it, it was even reinforced, even though we're not covering Untucked tonight. It was it was kind of reinforced and Untucked as well. I think Violet said a couple of things there that kind of made me raise an eyebrow. Yeah, there might have been something more, but they, you know they couldn't really talk about it because isn't fame like married? Yes. To a, oh, to a okay. sugar daddy, yes. Oh, to a sugar daddy. I didn't know that. They never now, really got into it. it. It's I've heard her before on an interview on another podcast where she basically, uh, when she was a go-go boy, when he was a go-go boy dancer, he met his now husband, who uh, is much older and basically like took him under his wing when he was 21 or whatever and uh, has you know basically supported him. I don't know. If, if, if he's had a drug habit for nine years, he's got to be getting money somewhere, so... Yeah. Yeah, that's my feeling. No, he's been sober for nine years. Oh, Hasn't that's he been right. sober that's for right. nine years? That's right. Okay. Oh, there you go. That's right. He has been sober. Well, you guys, you guys remember such perfect. Clearly not. Here. I just fucked it up by saying that he was. <laughs> I can't tell you what I had for breakfast this morning, but I can tell you that Miss Fame has been sober for nine years. Mm-hmm. This is our, but do you think, our sad, sad and, I, and I thought Donna would have a lot to say on this. Do you think that Violet only has one skill? Do you think Violet really should be grateful to even be there still? I think Violet, ha- I think that's harsh to say. And as yeah. you'll hear later in our email section, the majority of what people see drag queens as, right, uh, in the clubs are lip syncing people, right? Uh, you know, yes, it's great that they can go and do this challenge and they can channel Divine and do a little skit, but we're never going to see that when we see them. When we go to see them, when we, when, when later in life, when we pay our money, we plop our money down to go and see these people perform, we're basically going to watch them talk a little bit and do some lip syncing. And mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah. And I think Violet is fine in, in that area. I thought her Alyssa Edwards was funny that she did on Snatch Game. I, you know, I, I actually thought her Divine was really good in in last week's. I, I know that she got a lot of grief for it, but I thought of the three, she did the best job of, of you know the of just really kind of jumping into that challenge. Yeah. S- somebody pointed out in an email last week, which I think is is something I was thinking last week, which is. Those three queens, yes, they did badly. Yes, they're the one. I'm talking about Miss Fame, Pearl, and Violet. Yes. And yes, they're the weaker of the acting challenge queens left. But that of those three sketches, that was the weakest one. Yeah. Was. That was a tough one to pull off because the other ones, you know, what they're, the, the poo one was talking about was when Divine ate a piece of dog shit, yeah. but they couldn't show it. Right. So it's just them talking about something they're going to do. And it, it was just a really, really weak, dumb sketch. The other ones were too, but th- that one was particularly bad and difficult to bring to life. And then add to that, they're just weak at it anyway. Yeah. I almost wonder if when they have these challenges where when they've had to make their own music video or they've had to do something that they the writers or the creators almost purposely pick one that is going to be more difficult than the other ones to pull off. Because I thought that one of the dances, which we'll get to later, was much worse than the other two. And I almost wonder if that's set up that way 
to kind of make sure that somebody is definitely going home. I, I know that's kind of a weird. Yeah. See, and I, I would disagree with that only from the standpoint, like I've written things before. Like if you guys, not to, not to bore everyone to tears, but if you guys remember back to Pride 48 this past year, I did a show with my friend Curtis where we did a bunch of little sketches and we wrote all those sketches ahead of time. And the ones we thought would be really funny, the ones we thought would go over well ended up not. And some of the ones we thought were weaker actually ended up going over better. So I, I really kind of think, you know, when you're writing it, you, you don't really have a way of knowing unless it, unless you're like a, a, a comedian that goes out and tries your material all the time and hones it and whatever. You really don't, you know, these are fresh off the, the script, right? Here, here I'm going to write this thing. Maybe a few people have seen it, but, you know, there you go. So I, I think, I disagree. I, I think it's hard to tell whether it's one's going to be more difficult or not, just bit looking at it on paper. But another point I was going to make is I, I feel like people always, and I'm not even necessarily, I'm not rooting for Violet Chachki to win, but I will say, especially for being such a young queen, she does fucking bring it every week. I don't know why she's always underestimated every week there would be the thing where she'd be in the last group and she'd always do really well i'm not necessarily the best but she'd do way better than people give her credit for and then they're always like ugh, that violet she's so bad and i'm like really is she really has she ever not given it her all has she ever not has no, she ever underperformed I, I, yeah i think violet has always had her head in the game i think you know she's She's in it to win it. Now, whether she does yeah. or not is another story. But yeah, I think she's definitely playing the game. She's. I, no, I think I, that she's the one that they want to show the arc of where she came in in the beginning and she was a bitch to everybody. And then she yeah. has her breakdown moment. And then she seems to be the only one that that arc seems to be continuing. Whereas other ones like Ginger and even Pearl to some degree, they kind of had their moment. And then they saw it kind of went back to the way they were before. Yeah, a little bit more than, yeah, than and I Violet. Agree, I would has. agree with that because when all the queens came back, you know, in in Untucked, Tempest Dejour was just like, you know, I, Violet has changed more than anyone. I like, you know, just having been here day one and then left and come back. Violet has had a huge change. You know, she's yeah. she's really grown. So yeah, I would I would agree with that. Hmm. Uh, let's go on to the mini challenge. After the girls read some boring letters from Miss Fame, RuPaul enters the room to explain this week's mini challenge. Now, for today's mini challenge, you'll be serving some rich bitch reality realness. Using clear plastic tape, you need to nip and tuck your mugs to plastic perfection. And then you'll be shooting a stiff and unnatural title sequence for my latest series, The Fake Housewives of RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> The girls with taped-up faces throw one-liners as they strut their best real housewife looks. Now, once again, I don't know if Taylor was prepped for this, but usually Donna, I, I kind of you know, made a softball for Donna here until I was listed the characters. But do you remember what their looks were or anything, Daniel? I, I remember that Violet looked funny. I remember I, I liked... Of the ones that I saw, I liked Violet and Trixie's the best. Uh, and I liked Ginger and Katya's almost as much. The ones I didn't, I get it's easier for me to say, I didn't care for Kennedy's and Pearl's. I liked Kennedy's, but I thought Kennedy's was weak as far as tape goes. She just right. kind of taped her face back and it made her look better than she normally does. Right. So if yeah. anything, it was an improvement. The one when they called, somebody called Violet uh, Kelly Mantle. Yes, yes, that was funny. That I laughed out loud, which... Babalu didn't watch that season with me, and he's like, "Why is that funny?" And I said, "I had to explain to him why because she looked just like Kelly Mantle. She really did look just like, when I when I saw that. But you know, I'll be honest with you because Daniel's going to say it was Trixie Mattel who said it. But when Trixie said it, I should have pulled this clip. It seemed very like a producer told her, "Say she looks like Trixie, uh, look like Kelly Mantle." I'm I'm of the opinion that a producer told her to say, "Look, that look, Trixie is gone. It's fine. Just let it go. Let it go." 
I'm not a big Trixie Mattel fan. Oh, well, it doesn't matter. She's gone. <laughs> and I, and I, I had, after she left the first time, I had switched my allegiance to Katya, and my allegiance is still with Katya. So there you go. Good. I like Katya. I'm a big Katya fan. I'm actually going to go see Katya. I'm, team, I'm going to go see Katya I'm this Katya well. Thursday night. I am driving to Providence, Rhode Island, where I will see Katya perform at Ego. Now, you were going to go with your friend, uh, Ms. Veronica Mann. Is the lovely and talented Veronica Mann is coming with me, as well as somebody else from our Monday night uh, RuPaul watching uh, group out of uh, New Haven. So and how we, far of a drive is that? It's about an hour and a half. So it's about an hour and a half we're going to drive to uh, Providence and, and watch. And Do you already have like your little mixtape ready to go, which you're going to listen to? or There's this thing, Joe. It's called the internet. and. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> No, I don't. I have I have Google Play Music, so whatever music in the universe anyone would want, I can I can make a playlist out of. That's fine. So. You have to play Twist of Fate by Livy Newton John because that's the one that she lip synced for her life for in the beginning. Oh, you know what? That's what I should do. I should make a playlist of all the lip sync for your life songs that have been so far this season. Forever, well, it's, forever. I should go back to I'm the season tell you one, Daniel. <laughs> Daniel, I'm, I'm going to admit something. I've never admitted this on the show. Yes. Are you on Spotify? I'm not on Spotify. No. Um, anybody on Spotify, I've already since pretty much Spotify's been around, already done that every season for RuPaul's Drag Race. So there's a, a season by season playlist of all the Lip Sync for Your Life songs that I made on RuPaul's wow. Drag Race. That's awesome. That's Except awesome. for this season. I haven't done this season because I feel the music's been weaker this season. I think the music this season has been really promotional up to this point, right? It's like, here's Ariana okay, Grande. Yeah, I just, I swallowed that Diet Coke wrong. It's like, here's, here's Ariana Grande with her new song that hasn't come out yet. And here's Demi Lovato with her new song that hasn't come out. You know, it's like, yeah, uh, but then they showed Robin S. Show Me Love, a song that hasn't been relevant in over 20 years. Right. Last night? Was that, was that yeah. the song last night? Yeah, that night? was last night. Well, what do you expect? Which, I mean, which? that last, the blonde headed girl on the panel, I'm assuming that was Ben from Family Ties. Wait, Ben from Family Ties? Yeah, wasn't wait, Ben from wait, Family Ties? Or wasn't that the was last there ever a character judge? named Ben from... You remember the yeah, little was, boy that was yeah. in Blank Check? Well, yeah, Brian the, Bonsall? No, yeah, the little... <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel Harris. Rachel Harris has been in a bunch of... She's had really small parts in movies, but she's always very, very funny. Yeah, I, I just didn't know who she was. And she's like, who is that? And uh, I just decided it was Ben from Family Ties. Yeah, it's random guests. It's like a weird wide swath of judges. Because I would say Jessica Alba is A-list. You know, they get some A-list people. And then they get these random, like Rachel Harris. I've never even heard of Rachel Harris. Thank you. for. I love how I know who Brian Bonsall is. But <laughs> Rachel Harris, Taylor. <laughs> Taylor comes in with the Rachel Harris and explains who she is. By the way, Alyssa Milano looks like shit. We can get to that later. But Okay, okay. Alyssa Milano, they obviously filmed this last summer. When she was doing Project Runaway All Stars. All right, hold on. And, uh, uh, feel on. I mean, right, go ahead, Sailor. Finish your statement. I'm sorry. Okay. Did you call and, him Sailor? Taylor. <laughs> Taylor. Yes, sir. Um, <laughs> aye, aye. Um, <laughs> and she was very, very pregnant in that. And that became the morning after. That was always the 10 minute rant from Taffy Carlisle Huffington about how ridiculous she looked in some of the outfits. Now, some of the outfits they had her in last summer. She looked like an asshole. So the fact that it was pregnant Alyssa Milano again, I'm afraid to tell Taffy because she'll watch it just to make a rant and make fun of her. I'm going to tell you something right now. I know exactly when they filmed this. They filmed it the first two weeks of August. Yeah. I don't know why I know that, but I know that. So the first two weeks of August 2014 is when they filmed this show. Uh, okay. Oh, wait, so hold yes, on. We, uh, hold on. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I've family ties. You're correct. Brian Bonzel. 
Yeah. Right. But uh, he did not play. That's not who I was thinking of. Ben was from the other one with Alan Thicke. What was that one? Oh, it's Growing family Ties. No, Family Ties. Growing family no, no, no. Ties is one of Michael J. Yeah, Fox. Yes, 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 exactly. Family Ties. I'm looking yeah. at it here. Brian Bonsall was from Family Ties. So I had it wrong. It was Growing Pains. So it was Ben from Growing Pains was the right. judge last. All right. I've gone down a, a big rabbit hole now, and I'm sorry. I'll who who played Ben on Growing Pains? Uh, oh, wait. No, don't say the name. Don't say the name. Hold on. Oh god! I, I think, I think Taylor can do it. Show me that smile I, again. <laughs> All right, so Joanna Kearns, yeah. Kurt Cameron, Alan mm-hmm. Thicke, Tracy Gold. Mm-hmm. Come on, motherfucker! Starts with okay. a J. Give me, give me Starts with J. a J. His first name or his last name? First name. Taffy is going to be so disappointed in me. J, J. What? Next letter. E. Oh, I would not guess E. J E. Uh huh. Jerry Herman. <laughs> Next letter. R. J, is it? Oh, Jeremy? Yes, it's Jeremy. Jeremy. Jeremy oh, at this point. Irons. This point, Jeremy Irons. Yes, played ben. It, it, it is not. Irons. That's right. It is Jeremy Miller. Jeremy. Oh, I would have uh, Okay, I wouldn't have remembered that. All right. There you go. What do you think he's doing now, Jeremy Miller? Uh, after uh, Growing Pains, he appeared in, a, in the film Milk and Fashion in commercials for McDonald's and uh, shot, uh, let's see, what is there? Oh, what's he doing he now? He starred in a commercial for McDonald's? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's usually the natural place you go after you finish a major network sitcom. Let's see. While, start, while promoting Start Fresh Recovery of Santa Ana, California, he started drinking alcohol at age four. Miller states that he suffered from alcohol abuse for years until he had an implant that released the drug naltrexone into his system. Anyway, he became a spokesperson for that. Oh, God. All these growing pain people, man. One's a bulimia advocate. You know, we all know that Kirk Cameron's a Jesus advocate. And now Jerry Miller is what? A alcohol? And, That's right. Like, and he started off, by the way, he started off, another fun fact here, nobody cares. Another fun fact, he started off as Jimmy on Punky Brewster. He had a bit part as Jimmy on Punky Brewster before Growing Pains ever came out. I remember when I was small, I met a lot of the cast members from Punky Brewster. And the one that played the little retarded kid, he, he was a dick. <laughs> I didn't like him. Okay, great. Uh, any any cherry. complaints you know, should be cherry. directed. Remember Cherry? Remember Cherry? <laughs> complaints should be directed. <laughs> Should be sent remember, to Joe Batanz at pride48.com. And uh, remember that cherry, the little black girl? If this she was, was really a nice. pod as my co pilot episode, the title would be The Little Retarded Kid Was a Dick. <laughs> I might use that for our next even It was not even relevant. When I edit the show, I might just title that one The we, Little Retarded Kid Was a Dick. I wonder who won. I wonder who won the uh, Scotch Tape Challenge. <laughs> oh. Yeah, Rue announces the winner as Violet Chotsky. <laughs> Let's move Jesus. on. Let's move on to the main stage maxi challenge. Rue immediately goes into an explanation of this week's main stage maxi challenge. Uh, in pairs, you'll dance to mashups like the Tango Vogue, the Charleston Twerk, and the Country Robot. Uh. <laughs> and there's just one more little detail. For the first time in drag race history, you'll be decked out in half man and half queen drag. In the workroom, Katya tries to explain the tango to Violet before we go to commercial. Back from commercial, we see Ginger and Trixie struggle with the fact that Ginger doesn't dance. Ginger awkwardly performs the electric slide just as Rue walks into the workroom. First, Rue visits with... First, Rue visits with Kennedy and Pearl, where Pearl confesses that dancing is not her strong suit. And next, Rue pays a visit to Ginger and Trixie. 
Ginger Minch. Hi. Trixie. Back together again. Ginger and Trixie, the sequel. I like to call it the revenge. Oh. Now, what's the hardest part of this challenge? What are you not looking forward to? Um, we've got to do it live. Mm -hmm. So I think the pressure of that with me not being a dancer, um, that's the one part that keeps playing over in my head. Yeah. What are you most worried about in this challenge? I hate to say it. I got outshined by Ginger last week. I'm not trying to have it happen again. <laughs> okay. All right, we'll get back to work. All right, thank you. I suspect, Finally, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I, sus ahead. I suspected that that was a clip taken out of context last night, but just listening to just the audio here, you can easily hear that that, okay, it has a completely different tonal quality than the conversation before it, so. Okay, all right, all right, we, we get it. Finally, I'm sure Trixie's listening and knows that you'd defend her. Finally, Rue visits with Katya and Violet. Rue asks Violet about her dance experience, and Violet assures Rue that Violet will emerge triumphant in this challenge despite her dance deficiencies. Daniel, what did you have to think? Of, what did you think about the little interchange with uh, the little exchange with uh, uh, Trixie and Rue? I didn't think it was. I, I thought the music made it sound like more than it was. It, it, I don't really think it was that bad of a competition. What is the biggest fear here? Well, I got outshined by her last week, and I don't want that to happen again. I I don't think that's a bad thing to say. I don't think there's any shade involved in that. Um, you know, I, I thought it's it a very honest answer. Yeah, it was a very honest answer. I think it was just played up. I, mean, I, I think honestly, all the conversations were boring, and they just had to pick one to try to make sound salacious. But uh. I think Trixie's such a whiny baby. <laughs> Again, she's already been eliminated twice now, Joe. Twice. All right. Little, she's little always little. like, Meh, I never get to do this. I never get to do that. But someone did this. Whatever. I'm not going to just. It's not just Trixie. I'll say this: there are a lot of whiny babies this season. There may be some whiny babies, but I just came from Trixie territory, right? So it's like you can't say a bad word about Trixie Mattel in Madison, Wisconsin, because uh, you'll get your ass kicked. So By, By anyone. By anyone <laughs> in the anyone city. Anyone in the city. Anyone Any in the city. I, I really highly doubt a fan of a drag queen is going to like really get violent. Really? Wow. You, really? You think they, so? They take their drag very seriously. This is Madison, Wisconsin. Maybe because they have nothing the else to do of, there. The home of Cheese and Trixie Mattel. That's right, Cheese yeah. and Trixie Mattel. Which I think was it on Untucked where Trixie said that she pretty much is done with that, that she's going to live in Chicago now. She has I said that, that before on, on, on an interview, yes, that she would be moving to Chicago. So. so that will not be her hometown anymore. No. Well, actually, so now you can fairness, speak freely about in, yeah. in known fairness, as Trixie Mattel. In fairness, yeah. her hometown is Milwaukee. It's just that Madison is close enough that she. It's kind of like a drag queen from Tampa performing in Orlando or whatever. They kind of cross back and forth you know, between the two. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm so sidetracking us tonight. Please continue. Now, ask, ask Taylor the same question. Oh, yeah. Taylor, what did you think of that exchange? Uh, that ex well, that exchange, I thought, when, when you said that it sounded out of context, now that you mention it, it does sound like that. I thought the one between Rue and Pearl, where she kind of was, Pearl was kind of, or RuPaul was kind of going back to the uncomfortable conversation that she had in front of Max, where she sort yeah. of was doing this, well, you really kind of need to step up your game, right. whereas I feel like Pearl has been showing that she's been doing that. It, it was another one of those, we need to do something to kind of make this more dramatic. And I feel Pearl kind of sees... I feel like Pearl sees the field for what it is now and doesn't buy into it. And she's just like, nah, I'm, I'm good. Right, because Pearl is all seeing and all knowing because Pearl is just awesome. Pearl looked really good this week. I'm going to tell Pearl, you as a, as a boy with, with a the, boy. the stubble, that was very, that was the first time I went, well, hello. <sighs> Move forward. Pearl, oh my God. She, and she's charming everybody now, too. They're all getting that prison fever. Everybody wants to have sex with Pearl. 
I'll move. I forward. think, and I think, and I won't even buy it. There are a lot of theories online that Rue keeps Pearl around because Rue is attracted to Pearl as a boy as well. Yeah, I'll move forward now, please. <laughs> Love me some Pearl. <laughs> Okay, uh, let's see, where were we? Okay, next, each team gets to meet with Carson Kressley and Kim Johnson from Dancing with the Stars to learn their choreography. First up, Kennedy and Pearl learn the Charleston twerking hybrid. Kennedy shows her proficiency on stage, forcing Pearl to admit her weakness. Yeah. Amazing. Yes, Oh Kennedy. my goodness. You can't do that. You can't do that? I can do whatever. Can't do that. I'm not going to sit around and like dwell on the fact that Kennedy can do a back handspring double axle with a twist, land into a split. <laughs> And I can't. I'm going to give them the energy that they've been asking for over and over. See, she even has a sense of humor about herself, Daniel. <laughs> Whatever. I will say this is the most, during the interview segments, this is the most animated that I feel like we've seen Pearl. Like when she was doing the whole, I forgive, but I never forget, you know, yeah. being all very dramatic and everything. This was, this was a turnaround episode for me in Pearl's level of energy. I think Pearl is sort of an introvert, and I think she's alluded to that, and so now she's finally warming up to the producers and the crew, and so now she's being more of herself, you know, because she even had that really funny joke about when Miss Fame uh, called her out on stage, she kind of acts out what happened. Yeah. So she has a lot of very funny moments where I think she feels more comfortable with the producers now. Yeah, I, th- I think we can, we can, we, we, yeah, okay, we, we, go to your next clip and then I'll, I'll, I'll say something about that. Well, I also want to say something else. Uh, and Daniel, you can do the research when we discuss this, but I think they were having Carson there because Carson had been on Dancing with the Stars. I feel like he went out first or second. Yeah, yeah. like he did. Yeah. I don't. He, <laughs> thank you. That was very much a you were a contestant on Dancing with, and suddenly now you're acting like all of the judges that were always like, well, you need to extend your leg more, and you yeah, to the di- oh come on, okay. this is RuPaul's Drag Race. This is this is the home of as someone who once participated in Project Runway, I'm qualified to judge drag. Santino Rice. It's just like, you know, come on. It's no, like, I uh, know, but it just but seemed wait, very... Hold on for a second. But, but before Santino was on Project Runway, he was a working designer. Yeah, you know, he had experience in that category. Carson Cressley wasn't a dancer before he went on Dancing with the Stars, nor was he one afterwards. He did it for like two weeks. I, so I want to know, and Daniel, you're good at finding this stuff out. What number was Carson voted out when he was on Dancing with the Stars? I will find out. We'll find out there in the clip. Okay, here we go. Um, Pearl performs a completely adorable, futile attempt at twerking while Carson makes snippy comments nearby. Meanwhile, Kennedy confesses her own advice for Pearl. As far as the choreography, it's the technique that's lacking at this point. So, we got work to do, Miss Pearl. Daniel, you have something to say. So, I, well, I just, I didn't, I, I, I'm just breaking up here. I'm trying to do too many things all at once. Uh, all I was going to say is, you know, as anyone who watches reality shows and I, anyone. Watch, I watch a lot of them, sure, you will always hear them say, you know, it takes a week or two for you to get used to the fact that the cameras are there and then you kind of forget that they're there and then you go about your mm. life. And I think if you take 10 episodes and maybe it's taking, you know, two or, you know, one or two days to shoot each episode, they're kind of at that two or three week point now where... Pearl is just forgetting that the cameras are there. And I think that's what we're seeing. That's what we're seeing is her being less aware of the fact that there's a camera in her face and being very you know, nervous about talking and just kind of ignoring the fact that there's cameras there and just going, you know, being more comfortable. So that's all I was going to say. Okay. Thank you, Daniel. <laughs> I don't know what I'm supposed to say. I, that's, Back that's on the I'm dance doing. floor, Katya and Violet meet with Kim to learn their routine, the tango slash Vogue. After showing the moves, Kim worries that the girls think it's too easy 
Katya quickly corrects her and then proceeds to admit that the struggle is real. This seems like really simple, but no, no, no it's not. It does, no, it <laughs> so we start doing the choreography, and immediately I'm totally freaked out. Okay, fuck. Nope. Yeah. It's, it's just, good. Yeah. It's a lot. It seems really, really complicated. Lunge. Dip. Oh shit. Fuck. Dip. Sorry. No. Um, with choreography, I can get it if I have about three to four months. So then. <laughs> Sorry. Daniel, you are so obvious. You what? are so obvious. What? There, there's such a strong confirmation bias with you on this show. What are you like, talking anything, about? Anything, anything. If, if there's a queen that you like, no matter what that queen says or does, oh, it's the best thing ever. And if there's one that you don't like, Ginger could save kittens from a burning building and you'd be like, ugh, <laughs> what a fucking bitch doing that for the attention. I, you know, I, I, I reject the premise of that. I... In no way, shape, or form have I ever presented myself here as being uh, neutral on any of this stuff. No, I know. And so I don't think... By the way, uh, Carson was eliminated fifth. That's what I was trying to find. Uh, Oh, that's not too bad. He was eliminated fifth out of... Out of how many? Is uh, it usually 12 or 13 on there? 13. 13. Yeah, I wouldn't call him an expert, but I thought he was like... Let me let me First. just let me just add some fuel to the the fact that he wasn't that great of a dancer. He was eliminated before Chaz Bono. Oh, yeah. oh, Chaz Bono didn't Chaz Bono didn't go far. <laughs> she was sixth. Or he, oh, he was sixth. Sorry. Yes. Oh wow. Yeah. Anyway, uh, is is neither here nor there. No, I I love Katya. I'm sorry. I I I was ugh, never mind. Yes. I'm not going to defend. No, no, I'm not. Finish no, but I'm saying I'm not going to. I'm not going to feel guilty about it. Whatever. Yes, you're absolutely. You have just as big of a confirmation bias the way that you swoon every time you mention Pearl's name. No, but I'll say that if Trixie does a good job, or if Trixie says something funny, you have a, a bone about Trixie. You just uh, here's my here's my I thing. think you have a bone about Trixie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My problem with Trixie isn't with Trixie, it's with the way the show presents Trixie, which is they present Trixie as this hilarious queen. Meanwhile, I would say, and I think you'll agree with me on this, Katya is consistently funnier than Trixie every single week. And Katya doesn't really present herself as a comedy queen. But Trixie's constantly going on and on about what a comedy queen she is, and she's never really made me laugh. Meanwhile, Katya makes me laugh on a regular basis. With Katsi, it seems effortless. With Trixie, yes. it seems like she was trying a little bit. Hey, I'm the funny one. Right yeah. Now. Yeah, yes, and I, and I can you. see that. I can see that. I think that's a lot of that is a function of age, right? And Trixie's mm-hmm. a bit younger than, than Katya. Not that Katya's old, but I think it's more of a case of, you know, Katya's humor comes from her angsty kind of, you know, constant self-reflection kind of, you know, internal humor, which is necessary for a lot of, of modern comics, right? I mean, she, she knowingly, you know, knowingly or not, she's very funny as a person. Let's actually move on because this, I never thought about it, but these two queens, I mean, your two favorite topics. Finally, Ginger and Trixie get their own time with Kim to learn their dance routine, country slash the robot. Ginger struggles to learn the steps and admits that there's, that where she's from, this is unusual. I'm from the country. We don't move like this. We move nice and slow and fluid. Slow being the key word. Trixie, meanwhile, has to lift Ginger and worries about dropping her. The next day in the workroom, Ginger admits that she stayed up all night learning the routine, and Trixie gives Ginger some words of encouragement. Ginger, though, confesses her fears. Yeah. You know what? I'm not a dancer either. It's all about selling it. It's honestly just going to be who can perform their song the best. I'm just afraid I'm going to look like Honey Boo Boo meets Rosie O'Donnell. 
I think my biggest challenge with this choreography is going to actually be selling it as a sexy woman. I don't see myself like that. So I am trying to pull everything together because I don't want to go home and I don't want to set Trixie up for failure. You know, she Daniel. is right. She is right. She does look a lot like Honey Boo Boo. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, you see, you, you can admit when Ginger's right. There you go. Look at that. You're, there's growth. Daniel, I just, sorry, I, I reject two things here. Number one, she's okay. from Orlando, which is not country, right? It's like it, Orlando is not in the country. No, wait. Hold on for a second. Hold on. Okay, I know I'm talking to two Floridians here. I've been to Orlando. And I need to tell you something. I was in Orlando once and I went to a restaurant that told me they ran out of food. And there was an African-American gentleman there who was like, so when am I get my ribs? You know, and was like, like just sitting there waiting for his ribs. And they had to explain to him that they, and he was so upset that he wasn't going to get his ribs because they ran out of food. Complaint speech should be sent to Joe Batanz at Pride48.com. I was going to say, so we're trying to raise the bar on the retarded kid was a dick statement. Wait, no, I never said that he, because he was black, he wanted ribs. But this is the fact. Why did you feel the need to say he was an African-American person? Yes. It paints a picture. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know, I like, I like to use the, the the microphone as a palette, you know. And, uh, <laughs> All right. And, uh, Regardless, I'm just saying that uh, the you know Orlando used to be very country until this this little corporation came along called Disney that completely mm-hmm. like turned you know Central Florida into like a really you know the number one tourist destination in the universe, and you know both now in fairness, both Taylor and I were born and raised in the Central Florida area. Um, no, I was. I'm from New Jersey. Oh, I'm sorry. You were. When did you move to Florida? Because when, when I was 18. Okay. Well, then you've lived your adult life. I've known you. Yeah. Since we've been adults, and and I was. My point is, is did that, you have a Jersey accent? Taylor? Oh God, yeah. Oh, you did. Oh, oh wow. yeah. Were my O's where I would you know talk like yeah. this and yeah that was I I worked very hard to get rid of that and after about three or four days at home for Christmas Babalu would be like why are you talking that way <laughs> yeah I don't know what you're talking about I mean I would, it would just about, come back yeah about but I think that about, both of us I, I, both of us know that yeah. that area. Taylor, mm-hmm. you and I can can make this statement confidently that the uh, Central Florida is not backwater country. It hasn't been for over a decade. It's like it's it's, it's yeah, very much a bouillon base of all yeah. kinds of people that are all all together. Yeah. So I I don't believe Ginger Minj when she says she's now maybe I guess maybe she's from like Claremont or some Lake County thing. Is like she is she really was she born and raised know. in Florida? I don't know. Because her accent doesn't strike me as yeah, it doesn't. Central it, Florida it sounds it strikes me more as like a New York accent. But anyway, that's it. By the way, you just reminded me of something. I wanted to point something out. Last week, on last week's episode of the show, not our show, of RuPaul's Drag Race, because mm-hmm. it came up on the show, they put Ginger Minj's name up there, and then it said 29. <laughs> she, I don't know. She's telling somebody. Somebody is saying she's 29. I don't know if Ginger is saying she's 29 or if she really is 29. <sighs> I don't know. This, this came up on the show before, and someone said, no, she's 36, which she looks 36. But Let's see. I'm going to go that's to... That's a rough uh, 29. Let's go to her uh, official uh, Facebook, I mean, her official wiki page here. Yeah. Uh, nope. They're saying that she was born in 1986 and that she is 29 years old. Bullshit. <laughs> Bull- I j'accuse. Bullshit. <laughs> There's no fucking way she is 29 years old. I'm 29 years old if she's 29 years old. Now, in fairness, mm-hmm. she could have discovered drag and is just counting the birth of Ginger Minge. Well, by the way, Miss Fame is also 29, right? 
That means she and Miss Amy are the same age. Uh, yeah. Let me find this wow. name here. Yeah. Again, bullshit. <laughs> Uh, Miss Fame is uh, 29. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, Miss Fame looks 29. But is it, maybe this is that yeah. joke. Is this that joke that, like, you know, females always say that they're 29 or something? You know what I'm saying? No, because if they were all doing that, the one that they would be saying that do was Mrs. Ka- Mrs. Kasha Davis would have been saying no, she was 29. I'm not, not all females do it. I'm just saying, you know, this is that thing where you never ask a woman or her age or whatever. And how old are you? I'm 29. You know, I, I could no. see Ginger Minge being that. Coy because she's so demure. <laughs> oh, you think that? Oh, so Daniel, you're thinking this is a big, like a big cosmic joke that, uh, or that she's just lying. She's probably, I honestly, in all honesty, how old do you think? Ginger, if you just looking at Ginger Minger, I would peg her for being like mid 30s. I would, I would say she's probably yeah, 35, 36. 35, 36. I would, say, I would say that, yeah. So pulling agree. on off as 29 is nothing more than what people do on Grinder every day, right? It's like people always subtract like six or seven years on Yeah, but it's not like she is going for this beauty look and trying to be hot. Like why, why lie about her age? Because it's what she does. I don't know. It's a, it's a very Southern thing. Well, I'm 29. <laughs> yeah. Don't. Of course I'm 29. Why would you think otherwise? <sighs> Come it's 2009, right? <laughs> Whatever. What's an iPad? I don't even know. I don't know. <laughs> Do I use that uh, for my, my cheeks? An iPad? <laughs> by the way, we didn't talk about this. I was very amused by Trixie trying to pick up Ginger, which I looked at the dance again on the third or fourth time, mm-hmm. and I noticed they didn't do the lift. No, they kind of just didn't pick up Ginger. <clears throat> no, I saw it there. Yeah. She kind of swirled around, yeah. She picked her up. She she kind of came off. It wasn't quite yeah. as dramatic as they were trying to make it in the initial choreography. Right. I wonder how much with things like that. And I know that we talked we talked about it on the episode that I was on before about the Rue Tra- Drew Hollywood story. How much of that gets cut? Like when they're chore- choreographing things and when they're trying it out, when they're practicing, where they have like even if they have like a safety person on on an OSHA person that goes, yeah, she can't lift her like that. You need to you need to modify that somehow. Yeah, that's true. That that I didn't even think about that. But yes, you're correct. I mean, with unions and stuff, there would be some kind of you know, like the, the, all of these studios have those things where they're worried about getting sued all the time, right? So, I mean, I know that Carson made the joke of "it's okay, we have a medic on staff, you'll be fine" sort of thing, but I wonder how accurate that is as far as the where they say, you know, no, you can't, yeah. you can't do that. It's not safe. How embarrassing for Ginger if to someone come in and say, like, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's actually the more interesting question. Not how my name is Officer Dan. I'm from OSHA, and I'm here to state that it is unsafe for you to pick up this person. This person is of a weight that should not be attempted to be picked up by anyone. See, I'm imagining more of like a very LA kind of like late twenties girl who they send to do it, and she's like, "Oh, hey, uh, oh, this is really awkward, but oof." How do I say I'm this Cassidy. Ginger? Yeah. Um, this is really uncomfortable for me, but you can't really lift her, Ginger. Just, sorry. My God, you know what it sounds like? It just sounds like you're doing Tony Shalhoub. You're just doing Tony Shalhoub with a little bit of a, of a higher uh, voice there. I've never watched uh, Monk. No, I was uh, more no. Tony Shalhoub from Galaxy Quest. Anyway, move along. Or from Wings. Yeah. Okay. Remember when he was on Wings? Remember that show Wings with Crystal or Bernard? Big Night. I'm or twenty. Night. Oh yeah, he wasn't big night. I'm twenty nine. I'm far too young to know those shows. Please. <laughs> <laughs> 
on the main stage, RuPaul walks down the runway, and in this week's Tearaway Couture, after some small talk with Carson and Michelle, Ru introduces this week's judges, Rachel Harris and Alyssa Milano. And Ben from Sam Family, I mean, from Growing Pains. <laughs> yeah, what if, we, what if we started this whole conversation again? Like, man, Alyssa Milano looked terrible. I will, no, Alyssa Milano, okay, she's pregnant, fine, whatever, but she seemed like a 50-year-old lady. It's the way they do her hair. They, this was the way it was on Project Runway. We never understood why they kept putting her hair up because it just made her look so matronly. Yeah, yeah. And it it just it aged her so much. I'm going to I'm going to admit something. When I was a yeah. kid, I had a huge crush on Alyssa Milano because she looked she like was a kind boy. of butch. Yeah, because she looked <laughs> yes. like a boy. Exactly. She was kind of so she was a safe one that I could tell all my friends that I thought mm-hmm. Alyssa Milano was cute. Right. So that we was still a girl, but she looked like she could totally be a power top. Right. So plus, that was plus she was on a show with uh, what's his name. By the way, I used to masturbate both to Alyssa Milano. I, I think I think I'm with Taylor here, but also I was into the Danny Pintaro too. I'm not gonna lie. Really? I thought he was kind of cute when he got older. When he was older? No, no. Well, first of all, I'm probably <laughs> around somewhere in between his age and her age, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, uh, yeah, when he was older, he, he he for some reason we have a lot of mutual friends, Danny Pintaro, and I, but I've never never met him. But he seems really annoying. From the things that I've seen of him. So I'm glad I never did him. Thank you. Was that, wasn't it? Is it Scott Bayo that was on the show, right? Scott Bayo was on Who's the Boss? On Who's the Boss? No. No, it's Tony Danza. Tony, oh, Tony Danza. Danza. Okay, okay. Which I just talked about this recently. But I was God, just, was I just so... listened to that episode last night. I was like, this was talked about on your show. Oh, he was so fucking episode. hot when he was young. Did you ever see him when he was young? Yes, and when you talked about the naked picture, I totally know the naked picture you're talking about, where he's standing in front of a bunch of lockers. Yes, yes. And Let's all, like, all talk about stuff. these yeah. are stuff that no one is listening to this show knows what you're talking about. So, uh, just uh, young Google Tony Danza. Tony, Tony Danza close. naked. Google it. Hold me close, young Tony Danza. I always thought Tony Danza was hot. He was. He was, and he held on to it for a long time, a really long time. Yeah, he's just now starting but, to get the older face. Like, yeah, but you see those old man. taxi episodes, man. Ooh, lord. Wow. We, we, are, we are watching RuPaul's the... Drag Race, right? <laughs> but he wasn't supposed to be the sexy one. Jeff Conaway was supposed to be oh, the one that everybody thought. And he's just, he was always so gross to me. Jeff Conaway was never cute. Oh, yeah. No. Speaking never of gross, did. Ginger Minge was uh, dancing on... No, so Donna is not here tonight, so she cannot give us her runway looks. Yeah, you know what? We didn't find out till way too late, too. I've been wanting to do that thing where we, where we do our own version of what they do when they walk down the runway. Yeah. When we go like, Pearl... <laughs> And the horrible, horrible puns that they do on that—they were reaching this they, week. They this were, week, they were really reaching like for the them. writers. And I'm, I'm going to say something. This was the first time this season when they first showed RuPaul that I thought RuPaul looked like a man in drag. <gasps> oh. Which I know that's heresy. I know this means I'll probably be never invited back on the show. No, but I kind she, of agree with you. I don't. The, think the, the, the wig was pulled back way too far, and the, just the lighting—it was—it showed too many angles on her face. And I was like, oh, she looks like a dude. You know, later on in the show, it wasn't quite as bad. But that initial walk down the runway, I thought was not was not a strong look. And I love the fact that she had the tear away. By the way, not the first time she's worn that dress. She worn the at the 2003 VMAs. Wait, oh, really? That dress and did the same tear away gag then. Wait, what? How do you know this? (laughs) Because I watch the Internet. (laughs) Daniel has a catalog of every. I look do that not know. I it, it was on one of the other RuPaul YouTube clip from World of Wonder. The John and John's recap. They they mentioned it. I probably have oh that she had worn that outfit before. Yes. yes. Oh, did the they cute, show a clip of it. The cute John said that it was uh, that it was from the VMAs. Is that the the time that she was on with Milton Berle? 
I don't know. Was it the diva? She one? never talks about that. I think she's embarrassed of it. She's told that story. I've, I've read about that story where he was really rude to her behind yeah. before they went out. And that's why she said what she said. But what she said, well, he was an awful the, human being. What, she said, what the hell's a drop cam? <laughs> what, the, what the fuck's a drop cam? <laughs> oh, an inside oh. joke that nobody heard before. Oh, we that's a Donna Sugar's inside cam. joke. What the hell's, what the fuck's a drop cam? Okay. So what are we going to do about this look breakdown? I don't uh, know. So I, all right. So I'll just, you've already uh, alluded to the fact that Pearl. Okay. I'll make it up. I'll make it up here. Do the, do, do the, want, do right, the, um, all right, all right, yeah, yeah. Right. Let's do it. And then you, you know what? Here's what we'll do. Name the drag queen and then I'll, I'll, I'll do Donna doing it. Okay. I don't know if it'll be right or not. Though. Pearl. Okay. Pearl. Oh, I'm sorry. I got to do this for voice. Oh, Pearl. Come on, bitch. Where did you go? Inside the back, you know, of a Walmart and just pull out some clothes randomly and then light them on fire and wear them? Bitch, please. Come on. Kennedy. Girl, I've seen better clothes on a corpse. <laughs> Ginger Minge. Okay, girl. The same fucking wig, girl. Please. The same wig, girl. You're getting tired, girl. Serving Mario Batali realness. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Trixie Mattel. Trixie. Okay, girl. You need to go to Target, find an outfit, and then just pick one, girl, and just go with it. I don't know. I, I was weak on Trixie. Sorry. I, I was going to be careful here. Love it. Katya, I was just gagging for Katya. I just love the look. Violet. Girl, what? Again? Oh, there you go. That's it. That's all you well done. Well done. Thank well you. said. Thank you. Bravo. Bravo. Yes. Thank you. There's like, I think she usually loves Katya. I, I don't know where she falls on Trixie because there wasn't enough Trixie for me to get it. But then mm-hmm. Katya, she always loves. Violet's always, again, Ginger, there's a wig thing. It's always the same wig. Kennedy, it's always about how ghetto she looks. I thought uh, boy-wise, the boy half, I thought uh, Katya was yes. hot. I thought Katya was hot. I thought Pearl uh-huh. was hot. And I thought Trixie was hot. Pearl I thought was Trixie was creepy. Really? I thought yeah. Trixie was creepy as a, as a boy. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Creepy. Uh, Trixie has this weird eye thing. Like his eyes are very boy-like. And uh, they looked really weird on that challenge because they were made up like the clown. And then you have these like big giant pupils going. Pearl was stunning. Stunning, Daniel. I, I, did I disagree? I said Pearl was hot. What, I mean, <sighs> what more do you want me to say about that? Pearl was Pearl was very hot as we, a boy. Yeah, we've got all these group discussions all centered around this thing. On the dance floor, Pearl and Kennedy did the Charleston and the twerk. Ginger and Trixie did the cowboy and robot. And Katya and Violet did the tango and Vogue. Well, let's talk about this. Pearl and Kennedy did the Charleston and twerk. Here's the thing, in a general way. And I, think, I don't know if you guys will agree. And I think even the judges agreed. Nobody was really that bad. No, they weren't. I was actually, uh, I met a new person at the bar this week. I'm going to Mixie Trattel. I'm going to get his drag name wrong. Uh, Betty Woman. I think it's Trina. Trina, get me some. Is oh. uh, okay. Now they're just sentences now. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> now it's not even a name. But he normally like, watches. He normally watches drag race. Go with into his, the mall. He normally watches drag race with his friends, and they weren't available, so he, he came into the bar and, and was watching with us uh, Monday night. Anyway, uh, he uh, he because he was in boy drag, so I can say he he uh, was. Going, you know what? Maybe, maybe they won't have an elimination and do a double elimination next week. Because I was like, going, this is going to be really tough because nobody really did badly. It's like I think if you the the two that I would have called to be the weakest 
mm-hmm. would have just been nitpicking, right? It would have been Pearl and it would have been Ginger. And it really just would have been nitpicking because I don't think that they necessarily did a bad job. Mm-hmm. And I disagree with you on Pearl. I thought that Girl, check out her twerking. That was not twerking that way. Okay, the twerking... Okay, but you're absolutely right. But what Michelle Visage said, that you you looked like you were having fun out there. And that was the thing that I really enjoyed Pearl because, you know, when you go back to, like, you know, the previous ones where she's just kind of standing around or, you know, Shakespeare Shakespeare one that was just really, really bad. And just the arc of this where she's willing to kind of let herself go. And yeah, I'm not the best dancer. I know I'm not the best dancer, but I'm going to throw energy out there and I'm going to do the thing where I've got my tongue out. And that was, it was fun to watch her. And then you've got Kennedy that can do flips and all that kind of stuff. Theirs was my favorite of the three. And okay. part of that was because of Pearl's energy. Again, I, I pointed out it was just nitpicking. I think they all did great. If you look at the Pearl... We know you hate Pearl Daniel, okay? Leave her alone. I don't. I don't. Hate <laughs> but I know you know. If you look at the Pearl and Kennedy Charleston thing, though, and I think that Michelle pointed that pointed this out, or somebody pointed this out, that they did make good use that she couldn't twerk. So like they let Kennedy do the hard work, and then she did a thing with the money where she like yeah. spit the money out of her, and so they they they, they minimized it. They did a good job. Look, I have nothing really bad to say about anybody's dancing on this. No, I don't. Uh, and I, I didn't even have any problems. Really, problems with Ginger, other than you know she. Again, it was nitpicking, right? It was yes. just stupid nitpicking. I couldn't have done any better on any of them, by the way. I'm not a dancer, so it's like I couldn't have done better. I thought they all did great. So Yeah, I think I think it was a tough week for them. I think, though, it... it look, here's the thing, and you don't want to hear this, Daniel, and I'll, and I'll give a little bit here, too. We're getting to the point now where we have to get rid of some favorites. You know, you're, you're going to have to get rid of your Trixie Mattels. It's just time for her to go. And next week, it's going to be time for Pearl to go, you know? <laughs> Do you think so? <laughs> oh, if Pearl leaves before Kennedy, I would be so sad. I think Kennedy's going very, very, very far. I think she's going to the top three. Do you really? Really? I don't think she should. I, in my personal opinion, the top three should be uh, Violet, Katya, and Ginger. But I kind of think they're going to put Kennedy in the top three. Wow. All right. Why? I think there's probably, if I had to guess, I would guess mostly because, not mostly, I would say part of it is it would change it up a little bit because they want an older queen in there. You know, then it would all because I think the oldest would be Katya would be the oldest. If it was if it was the three that I wanted, Katya's thirty two, Ginger is twenty nine, <laughs> twenty nine, mm-hmm. <laughs> and Violet's like twenty, I think. Right. So I think, and I think Rue is very sensitive to that because Rue is older, and so I think she's going to want an older queen. She's going to want a black queen, which I don't think there's been a black queen in there in a long time since Tyra. I'm trying to think of a top three because last time Roxy Andrews, I think, is mixed in that season five. Last year was two Latinas and a white girl. Um, season four was Fifi, uh, Sharon. Sharon, and Chad. Chad. Yeah, so there hasn't been a black girl in the top three in a long I, time. I just don't. Th- I mean, this is well, Ru- but, this is RuPaul. I don't think she would do I She's. I don't think that she would do that. And what was it? Who was it? It was Raja. Um, uh, Manila Luzon, Manila Luzon, and who's the who is the third one in that season? I don't know. Someone's screaming it at us right now. I know someone's going like the princess. I know it wasn't the princess. <laughs> I can assure you, it was not the princess. <laughs> what do you funny? I think it was the princess, and then that will make him even scream even more. Hmm. Right. I think it was Mimi at first. Anyway, moving on. Hmm. So, um, anyway, I think, yeah, and, and so I think Pearl's day, I think Pearl's story ends next week. 
As much as sad as it makes me, I, I think Pearl Story ends next week. Uh, back on the runway, the girls lined up in their teams for the judges' critiques. First, the judges gave their thoughts on Trixie Mattel. Stop, Trixie Mattel. Howdy, y'all. <laughs> Trixie, I think you definitely nailed the runway look. And you kept true to Trixie with that dangling bottom eyelash, so... <gasps> it's uh, a bit campy, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Just, a bit. Just a bit. Just a little. Your dancing was technically strong. Maybe not so much robot, but you nailed the country. Trixie Mattel. I might be alone in this one, but I had a really good time with Trixie tonight. I don't have the same enthusiasm that Michelle has for Trixie. For me, honestly, it just left me a little like, meh. I didn't Shut see up, that glint in her <laughs> eye of like, I really want this. <laughs> Stupid. What did you think of those critiques there, Taylor? We know what Daniel thought. Uh, I, I would kind of agree just because i the, i was distracted by the weird country somebody said when she came down dwight dwight yokum meets loretta lynn and when they said dwight yokum that's all i could see at that point and he always kind of creeps me out um but i was not uh, there is a uh, daniel forgive me for that there is an awkwardness kind of that we talked about before with the i'm really trying to be funny and that kind of is very yes. apparent in the lip sync at the end where we're trying to do weird, you know, like kind of Vogue moves, but not really that I, I just it just kind of it, it kind of reeked of desperation to me. A little. I agree, Taylor. Good job. Yes, I, you, I know what? Agree. I, you guys act like I can't hear anything bad about her. I, that's fine. I, I will tell you this. I will tell you this. She was she was clearly blindsided by the the whole thing because on untucked oh, yeah. she's like she i think i won this competition like i think i i think i actually won um and it wasn't until rue said i'm going to judge you in pairs which it suddenly became you know ugh you know i think they did the judging in pairs cuz i think i think they were we need to get rid of trixie i think trixie trixie was gone before trixie had a chance to be gone right. i'm one of the people who think it's predestined it's predetermined and the story just shapes it to the way they want it to be. Well, and they and they can say now that they had a queen that came back and didn't immediately leave after returning to the competition. That she could be the first one that made it past the first episode that she came back. Yeah. Whatever. Trixie will be huge, I tell you. Huge! No, no I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that. I, I think Trixie is going to be one of the most memorable queens from this season. But I don't think she was necessarily the strongest. You know? Yeah. But I, you know what? If you would have asked me 10 years ago, I probably would have said, like, uh, of course, uh, who was that guy? Ta- the Soul Patrol guy from American Idol? Taylor <laughs> Hicks? I would have been like, Taylor Hicks is way better than Catherine McPhee, everybody. You know? Now, know. 10 years later, I'm like, what the fuck was I thinking? I don't even know what these you names know? are. Yeah, no you don't know? Taylor, Taylor, you know Hicks? who I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yes. Yes. Taylor Hicks. Oh, come on, Daniel. I didn't, watch, I didn't watch American Idol. Move along. Move along here. Wait, weren't you, mister? I watch all reality shows right. that ever come out. American, and Idol, every American, American Idol is not a reality show. It's a singing show. I've never watched American Idol, and I knew who Taylor Hicks was. Move along. You just said, I am Daniel Brewer, president of reality I shows. I did not. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Voice I, in think your head. I think Daniel's going to have a lot to say about this next this, one. Next. This entire freaking show is just like a train wreck. I am. I apologize to all that. I'm glad our sound quality is better this week, but uh, unfortunately, our content sucks. What do you? Why are you saying that? Wow. We've we've covered uh, '80s television. <laughs> we've gone Taylor, down the Taylor. This is something I hear from Daniel's other co-hosts. He calls every show a train wreck. We, this is a, a badge of honor we should wear. Next, the judges moved on to Ginger Minj, who got a little emotional. Stop, Ginger Minj. 
I loved the attempt to butch up. When we showed the guy's side. I coached her. I yeah, coached well, her. And, and it shows. The dancing this week, it seemed a little off for you. Not that you were bad, because you weren't bad. Um, this was so hard for me. <laughs> this week, I was almost at my complete mental capacity because it was so far outside of my comfort zone. Where are the emotions coming from? My biggest fear is dancing in public because I feel like people are going to judge me poorly for the way that I look and the way things jiggle. I didn't know any of your insecurities, and you could not tell. You were absolutely magnificent. I second that. We just see this beautiful, talented person that's actually having a good time. All right, thank you. Ginger Minch. I think her look on the runway was okay. The girl half was not very exciting for me. Let's discuss them as a pair. I know you guys are in a difficult position and you're splitting hairs at this point, but watching that performance, it felt jokey. It just wasn't my cup of tea. Okay. Oh, really? Uh, okay. Two men dressed as half men, half women doing a, a country <laughs> dance slash you know the what? robot. Ben, jokey. Ben has been through a lot since Growing Pains. And he's uh, here's the here's what I turning into Luann from Hee Haw. This is, this is what I want to say. The correct answer to where are these emotions coming from should have been some something right in the center of my chest where most people might have a heart. That's like, like, I think that's where my emotions are coming from because I'm a heartless bitch. Anyway, my point that I wanted to make here is that you cannot go on RuPaul's Drag Race, cut off your conjoined boob outfit, let your man tits fly around and like do your lip sync for your life with your man and then come back on the next week and go, it was really hard for me because I'm, I'm so self-conscious about my parts jiggling in public. It's like you were just on the stage last week, basically, you know, naked on the, you know, from, from the waist up, right? Yeah, it felt very manufactured. It felt very... I, I want to have my moment where I was left at a bus stop at the age of three. Right. Yeah. And whereas, whereas that could have been an opportunity to say, I was really nervous because I am terrified to, you know, and right. take it as a moment of pride versus this. I'm pinching myself under my arm to try to make myself cry, which is, is which is what it felt like. And she just couldn't really get up to that level of the tears. Because there's too much I fat, feel it's too much that fat saw... under there. And so there's no feeling. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Wow. Send oh your letters to Daniel. At- <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. You know, it's one of these things that she probably saw Jaden Dior Fierce use it to some success during the season. And like I said, there have been a lot of whiny babies this season. And it's just like you're on a fucking reality show where you dress up as a woman and you twerk and you have eggs thrown at you and you have fake boobs and you just do very, very silly comical things. I just think she was just I think there was some sort of like dumb emotional tactic she was playing. And I think anybody could see right through it. Don't you? It didn't seem genuine at all. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think I said that. I think I've been saying that about Ginger Minj since, you know, day one. So. I know. I'm I'm agreeing with you. Notice how I can agree with you. I have agreed with you numerous times, Joe Batanz. Move along. <laughs> I'm so uncomfortable. Wait, why are you... <laughs> so After the I'm judges were done deliberating, Rue called the girls back onto the main stage to announce the final two. Trixie and Ginger, I'm sorry, my dears, but you are up for elimination. It is breaking my heart having to go against Trixie, but as much as I love her... I am here to win. Two queens stand before me. Ladies, this is your last chance to impress me and save yourself. 
from elimination. The time has come for you to lip sync for your life. I have deja vu. It sucks to be doing this again, but I'm going to sell it anyway. So let's do it. Good luck and don't fuck it up. You know, I couldn't, it's not a visual medium, but uh, one of the things that was really intense on this one as I watched it over and over again is Trixie's look on her face as she's prepping to do the lip sync is so yeah. intense. Did you notice that? Yes, I noticed she, that. She was just staring straight ahead and then she cracked her knuckles at one point. It was intense. Daniel, did you agree with that? Daniel Taylor did. Uh, that I agreed with. I also, uh, I know from watching Untucked, which we're not going to talk about tonight, but from watching it, I know that, you know, Ginger was concerned that she was going to lip sync and did a very smart thing, right? She listened to the song constantly and she like sat in the mirror and watched, you know, it's like she even made the comments like, I want to make sure that I know all the words and the meanings of those words and that I'm conveying the meaning of the song as I'm singing. Um, I, I have two thoughts on this one. Is it just me or is the whole two Queens stand before me getting ratched up every week as far as (laughs) the way that, I mean, this was, this was beyond campy. I mean, I understand that it's kind of a campy medium in the way that she does it, but this was the whole, you know, lip sync fire, where she does that whole thing where it's like, okay, we get it. Bring it down, girl. Bring well, it down. now there's a thunderclap and a huge right, echo. The thundercla- yeah, eventually there's going to be wind machines and all. It's just going to be, it's it's silly. It, it kind They're of have a giant away from it. by. And yeah, then when they and then when right. they lose, we're gonna take your commemorative plate off the wall and throw it into the fireplace. Smash! <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that from what was that? That was Joe a millionaire. Yeah, yeah, no, that was a spoof of reality genre. Spoof, yes, okay, where they did that? Yes, where he had the hawk. Okay. What show was that? They did that. I forget what it was called, but he had the hawk. Average show. No, it was it was a fake reality oh, show. Oh no, my friend! No, it's my friend's show. I know what you're talking uh, yeah. about. My friend Brian Keith Etheridge. Are you talking yes. about Joe Schmo show? Yes, Joe Schmo. That's what it was. Yeah. It was, oh, so yes. the entire show was fake except for the one contestant. The one guy. That's yeah. 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 He didn't realize. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Oh, so yeah, the other thing is this, and it's funny because I knew I was taping the show with you tonight because there's a chance that Daniel and I lip synced for our lives to this song back in 1993 <laughs> because this would have totally been when you and I were at tracks. And uh, the way she, yeah. the way Ginger, <laughs> you totally know what I'm, I'm talking tw- about. I'm 29. The, I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, well, way, I brought yes. you in in your stroller. Mm-hmm, and, that's right, yes. And then right. we, um, the way that she performed this was to me very 90s, Yes. Drag, with with the whole where we're going to cock the eyebrow and we're going to kind of mm-hmm. smirk while we're saying they, it just seemed very old school drag queen to me. That being said, I very much enjoyed it and almost knew immediately that mm-hmm. there was no way Trixie because of the awkwardness that I thought with Trixie. I was like, OK, Ginger's definitely bringing it as far as I know that we're not necessarily big fans of Ginger, but she definitely, I think, deserved to Wait, stay. Versus the other. No, I mean, all right. So in 19... 19- in 1996, I was uh, I was nine, and I, I remember <laughs> I, I you strolled me into tracks uh, because you were for some reason taking care of me that night, and uh, I I looked up on the stage and I was like, why is that man in a dress? So I, I remember that. And then you proceeded to buy me a cowboy I cocksucker. Did. I did exactly. <laughs> what's wait? What's a cowboy cocksucker? Oh, it's butterscotch. Schnapps. I don't remember <laughs> butterscotch schnapps, goldschlager with whipped cream on top of it, and you drink. Oh, it. Oh, that sounds you, good. You I want to try it, it. You drink it without touching it. You have to. That's the whole point. Oh. The shot glass is on the table, and you have to pick it up and drink it without touching with your hands. So you put your mouth. Oh, I, w- I want to go out and get it now. <laughs> this is this is where the cocksucker <laughs> part of it comes from. Oh. Yes. 
uh, what I was going to say is, look, I'm, I'm very conflicted with Ginger because as a drag queen, if I'm just being objective, if I'm being the objective observer, if I'm being like uh, the, the um, Bob Costas of drag, mm-hmm. I would say Ginger is a very, 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 very strong drag queen, right? <laughs> what I don't like is her personality. Yes, I will agree with that. Off stage. I would agree with that. Also, I just realized I misspoke. It is uh, Butterscotch Notch and Bailey's, not Butterscotch Notch and Goldschlager. Sorry. Okay. Continue Direct on. all your emails right, to Daniel Brewer. <laughs> I corrected myself, goddammit. Go ahead. Okay. Um, Ginger and Trixie face off in a lip sync battle, but in the end, one person had to go home. I've made my decision. Ginger Minge, go home. Trixie, you stay. <laughs> oh, see? And it was, it was a better ending to the episode. That was great. Ah, fine. I'll play it. Ladies, I've made my decision. Ginger Minge, Shantae, you stay. Thank you for seeing something in me that <laughs> makes you want me to go a little bit further. <laughs> you may join the other girls. Trixie Mattel. You put the tree in country. What does that mean? And I am so glad we got to see more of your talents. Now, sashay away. Thank you so much. Getting eliminated twice is just as fun as the first time. If they ask (laughs) me back a third time, I'm going to stay home and play video games. That's enough for me. That's a wrap. Okay, the, uh, the the joke is usually you put the cunt in country. Right. Oh, so I don't get tree. quite why she's... She, it would have been funnier to say you put the cunt in country, but they probably would have bleeped it out, so it wouldn't have... But maybe that's the joke if she went on the other syllable. Uh, see, but even... even Yeah, I usually get esoteric jokes, and I didn't get that one, so good on you for getting that one. Uh, mm. Yeah, I... Uh, a, congratulations, Trixie, for not coming up with a catchphrase at the end of the... Uh, at the runway there, like trying to sell us some, some catch. There's always time to do it for the puss. <laughs> but uh, also, puss. Oh, also yeah. there's always time to work, to that, work puss. that puss. <laughs> if you follow Trixie Mattel on Twitter, you'll note it right after the show last night, she tweeted, uh, and I'm paraphrasing because I don't have it up in front of me. She's like, I can finally come out of the closet as a Katya fan. She's she's actually rooting for Katya. So. And you're paraphrasing because it was your tear-stained it eyes was. and you couldn't actually read eyes. the words. Wait, Daniel, let's be honest. Were you really upset when she went home? I, I was, uh, no. I mean, it's, and at the end of the day, it's a television show, right? I mean, I don't lose sleep over these things. I mean, it's like I make jokes about it and yell, said you heard me screaming or whatever. And that's, that's just joke stuff, right? At the end of the day, no, it, it doesn't really upset me all that much. I'm shocked. I really would have thought that Kennedy would have, it was long past her prime here. I don't believe she's giving us anything um at this point it's like i've seen everything that kenny kennedy can do i even made the the quip in the bar last night when she came out in half man half woman drag i'm just like oh it'll be easier for her to just keep the beard on both sides and it's just like because she's always got that beard on her girl face even it's Mm -hmm. just like you know so i just did did you think for a minute considering the length of time they spent on the lip sync for your life that they were going to let them both stay Yes, in fact, I even... it seemed like that lip sync was much longer yep. than they usually do. Yep, I even turned around to Brian slash Trina, uh, Trina and said, you, you might be right. You might be right. And maybe there is nobody going home tonight. And maybe, maybe next week will be a double elimination. So, um, I had a really amazing thought right now, and it just escaped me. Let, let, let me, if I, if I come back to it... If uh, you were 29, you would have been holding on to Oh, if I was 29, I would totally remember what <laughs> right, that... exactly. What well, it was. While you think say. of that, would you like me to read our emails that we've gotten? Sure. Yeah, I don't. Sure. We don't have a thing. Did you ever give us? You never gave me a thing. 
What's the thing? Uh, the right. the email sound thing. Uh, I thought you sent it to me once and then it, it got deleted somewhere. Oh, uh, okay. Whatever. Ooh, girl. You you don't know already had hers. All right. Uh, so we she done <laughs> already had hers or whatever it is. <laughs> All right. Uh, we I've have got a, that on my phone. Okay. Oh, do you really you want it? Well, it's yeah. Just too hold late. on. I'll look. Uh, let me. The moment has passed. It's not too late. I've got. Oh, okay. <laughs> hold on. Give me a second. Oh, yeah, I know what it was. Not it. <laughs> so, Daniel, what was the reaction in the bar? Shock. I believe it was shocking. It was. It was very much when they said Ginger Minge, everyone was like, because <gasps> they were just like they thought that she was going to leave. Oh, didn't you know? I, I once it was once it was Trixie up against Ginger Mall. Oh, Trixie's gone. Mm, I had hope. I had hope. Were, were, was everybody at the bar glad to see you back? They missed you, right, for two weeks. Well, so no. Um, it was <laughs> <Why>? really. <laughs> oh Christ, he's back! Oh, there's that guy. Uh, no, here's oh. what here's here's what happened. Here's Ginger. what happened. I walked in. I walked in, and the bartender handed me my drink, and I said, "Oh, did you miss me?" And he's just like, "Yeah, yeah, I've been here since last week." And I was like, "Actually, I've been gone in Wisconsin for like two weeks." And he's just like, "Oh," <laughs> but uh, it's finals week for Yale. So most mm-hmm. of the people that come and watch it every week were not there last night. So uh, oh. there was only a few non-Yale students that were there last night. But yes, they did welcome me back. So, And Veronica Mann, uh, was she, she was there? not there. No, she was, oh. she was actually auditioning somewhere up in Canada, I think. And now she, she'll be back in town in time to go see Katya on Thursday. So Interesting. Yep. All right. She was watching so, it wherever she was because she was messaging me on Facebook about it. So. Oh, look at you. Oh. Oh. So let's go to emails, oh. Daniel. Let's go to our emails then, shall we? Yeah. Oh, girl. You got email. Oh. There you go. Uh, so we, that oh. sounds great. Um, so we have an email that comes I'm in. I'm sure it did. <laughs> comes in our fr- from our friend Haley who, uh, with the subject of Xenon. I don't know what that means. But it's a subject mm-hmm. Isn't that the evil Zero? guy from Yeah, from uh, uh, The Science, Last Starfighter? Scientology or something? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, hey guys, I was so Oh, I have to read this just like cuz it's in all caps. I was so excited that you read my mail and reacted and everything. Cuz that was all enough for case. It was like being on TV. <laughs> my mom and sister got a kick out of it. Also, I'm not from the south. I don't know why you thought I was from the south when you introduced me. I'm not Bianca. <laughs> I'm from the suburbs of New Jersey <laughs> with Carmen Carrera and Michelle Visage. I can see Perth Amboy from my house. Thank you so much for the shout out. And I'm sorry I was mean to Trixie in my last email since one of you like him. I don't, I don't know who she's talking about. No, one of yous. If one, she's from, if she's from one Jersey. One of yous like him, yes. Yous. One of yous like them. I always, to get rid of yous. I always had a crush on Milk, but I guess that's different. And the best reading was on season six. Who was on season six? Bianca. That was Bianca's year. Okay. Yeah. yeah, last year. Okay, you're right. I think season seven's cast is kind of like the season two or three cast, so it's not comparable to the level that season four or six were presenting, and that's why it's a little hard to watch. But I think Katya keeps me watching and Rue. Thanks again, Haley. And oh, thanks again, comma, Haley. All right. Thank you, Haley. I don't remember. That is awesome. And she reminds me of something, too, that I wanted to shout from last week. Yes. Which is... You guys said, I think Donna said something to the effect last week of, oh, you know, uh, if Pearl would have read Rue, yes. uh, that would have been the greatest thing ever. And I contend 
And I agree. That Pearl did read Rue. I totally agree with that. that and was that they bad cut it out. Editing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it was it was horrible editing because when when Pearl reaches over and Rue Paul, she has the glasses in her hand. Pearl has the glasses in her hand. And then we cut to the other queens giggling, and RuPaul says, you know, uh, and the library is closed. And Pearl, the, and then they cut back to RuPaul saying, Pearl, the exit's over there, and RuPaul is holding the glasses. So it's just like, uh, so clearly Pearl delivered her line, whatever, and blah, blah, blah. So I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure, I don't even think she was the first queen to do it. I think it's probably been Yeah, they've probably done it in the past. I think, uh, and Daniel and I have talked about this privately, is I don't think Ru has a very good sense of humor about herself. And so I think that get that stuff gets cut out. She should she should be a podcaster. All right, uh, and here comes our, That's true. our email. She is our next email yeah. from Musing Mark, who writes us every week. Thank you, Musing Mark, uh, with the subject of week ten. Hi guys, I've seen some amazing lip sync performances on YouTube by Violet, Pearl, and Trixie, but you'd never know these girls were so talented from watching Drag Race. There seems to be a disconnect between what these girls can do and how Drag Race measures their talents. If the goal of Drag Race is to find America's next best drag queen, then I think there should be at least one competition where the girls are allowed to perform their best drag acts. Past winners may be stylish and beautiful, but some have been lackluster performers. I'm looking at you, Raja. Instead of presenting lip syncing as a negative, where the girls lip sync for their lives, the show should have all the girls to perform individual lip syncs to show their talents. After all, when the show is over and the fans are going to pay to watch the girls perform... After all, when the show is over, fans are going to pay to watch the girls perform. Sorry. Uh, so there should be more emphasis on individual lip syncing performances. That's my two cents. Thanks for all your efforts with the podcast. I look forward to it each week. Musing Mark. Thank you very much, Musing Mark. And uh, I, this is what I had made reference to earlier, you know, is the fact that, yeah, when, when we see them in public, they're going to be lip syncing mainly. Yeah. Um, I think that's a great idea. But they, they, I feel like in the early, early seasons they did, like when they got to the bottom three, I mean the final three or final four, they did get to do a final give us your best kind of thing. Like there would be some sort of like glitter ball or something like that or like I feel it was something like that. But, you know, I want to disagree with him on something. I feel Raja is the Jesus of RuPaul's Drag Race. I feel that Raja was the transformative winner that made it from, at least for other drag queens at least, that it was sort of, I feel like RuPaul's Drag Race before the, the Raja season was very, very silly and not very good. It's not, it wasn't bad, but it was a different show. And I feel Raja turned it into this whole glamour, serious, I'm, again, it's not a serious show, it's essentially a, 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 a show about drag queens, but, um, but it, it took it to another level when Raja won yeah. because of how good she was at, at the fashion part of it and the glamour part of it. Would you agree, Daniel? Would you agree, Taylor? Yes. I would, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. But, but to his point, I think why we don't see individual limp sync performances on the show are, are, are thrifold. Are trifold. There's, there's, there's three distinct reasons why we don't see it as much. Number one uh, is just the stupid concept of music rights, right? Like uh, this is why like on Knight Rider you had some weird kind of cover song instead of actually having the real pop song because you have to pay for the rights to broadcast these, these songs. So like even on some of the singing shows where they like are limited to do a certain number of song, you know, songs that they can sing that they can pick from because of the rights. Uh, What's a singing show? Like The Voice or, or? <laughs> American Idol, I guess. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I don't watch it, but I'm just telling you. That, I mean, I've seen it before, but I don't watch it religiously. Uh, but my point is, is I think that's one, that is one of the reasons. I think the other reason is, is that lip sync is kind of boring to watch. It's like it is. on TV, it would be, it would, so that would be 
part of it, right? It's more interesting to watch them interact with each other and try to do challenges. Yes. Uh, and you get a better sense of their personalities and them trying to solve problems and trying to do things as far as. So while the stated goal of the show is to find, you know, the next great drag superstar, I think that's bullshit, right? I don't think anyone's trying to find the next great you know, drag superstar or whatever. I think it's just kind of a, a stupid little reality show, which is fun to watch and I love. I'm not saying that it's stupid in, as in a derogatory way. Uh, and and the, the, I guess that was it. I guess that was the third reason was that I don't think that they're actually really trying to find, you know. But you, remember, you brought up a good point. I don't really like, I love RuPaul's Drag Race. I don't really like going to drag shows. I get bored within a minute. Yeah. Because Unless yeah. they're doing something to really wow you. Right? Yes. Now I was I, I was told, because I had to email the, the club to find out when Katya was performing. So I know that she will be doing a Q&A before she does her performance where she will take uh, you know question for the audience about RuPaul's Drag Race. So I know that that would be interesting, right? Then, you know, because Katya is funny and I, I think that, that will, there will be some good material there. Um, I wouldn't go all the way over there just to see Katya just to watch her lip sync. I'm sure she's going to do some, some stuff. You know what I'm saying? I have a feeling she puts on a performance. Now this goes, yeah. this is a good uh, segue. It's actually not a good segue at all into my question for you two. Which is, I just looked up, so you can buy tickets now for the RuPaul's Drag Race finale at the Ace Theater in Los Angeles for Tuesday, May 19th, right? That's wow. when they're taping it. Okay. Here's the thing, though. The, the tickets are much more expensive than they were last year. So last year, they got shitty tickets, and they were $20. This year, uh, the, chi- the cheapest seats are $40, and uh, then they go up, you know, significantly. Um, but my question is, like, do I really want to go? Like, I don't really, like, they're like, there are some $80 seats that look attractive, but I would have definitely done it last year for season six. I love season six. I would have bought the $80 tickets, you know? Mm-hmm. But this year, I'm not even sure I want to spend the $40 to what? So I can see uh, Ginger uh, Tempest Du Jour in person. <laughs> I think Tempest in the $80 seat. might look good from right. the $40 seat. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm pretty sure Tempest Du Jour is probably sitting in the $80 seat. She's like, at the $40 seat, you'd be sitting next to Mrs. Kasha Davis back there with her box of wine. And it's like. So do you think I should go, or what do you guys think? I'm, I'm debating whether I should go or not. All right, I'm just going to. Uh, so this is where that whole relativity thing comes in, right? I live in the Northeast, and so theater tickets or any kind of tickets up here, you know, are a minimum of ninety to a hundred bucks, you know, for any kind of a show up here. So to me, it's like you know, forty dollars for a ticket is like, oh, that's that's easy. Oh that's, yeah, you know. that doesn't seem bad to me. Yeah, but I have an answer to that actually. Okay, I would usually agree with you. They're 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 not as expensive in LA, but they're yes, comparable prices. They're pretty expensive, right? Here's the problem because I went last year my big problem with it is you pay this money for the ticket but then they treat you the way that uh, they treat people who get free tickets to the price is right so you stand in line they they took a cattle a big cattle call kind of herd you in style where you stand outside for like two hours before they let you in then they let you in you can't wear logoed clothing yeah you can't have anything and then you have to turn your cell phone in and you're there for over six hours just sitting there and you can't leave your seats you know, so I'm like, really bullshit. I'm not gonna pay forty dollars or and up to so, so you can treat me like cattle. You you kind of you that's the sort of the that's sort of the 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 the, the trade off when you get a free ticket, right? And you're gonna go see a television show. Yeah, like but, if you're gonna go watch America's Got Talent and they give away free tickets for that all the time up here, right? Because exactly. It's, yeah, it's yeah. Basically, you have to be there for four hours, but it's free tickets, and you. It's can, a free yeah. ticket. You get to see, you know. Uh, 
Howard Stern say something funny in a theater. Yeah. Right. But the same thing, they're charging you, and then they treat you the way that they give you free tickets. I'm not going to pay. I don't know if I want to pay the money to get to be there for eight hours total and be treated like shit. <laughs> Every time you tell the story, it gets longer. It's like, yeah, well, you know, it's, uh, it's fine. Everything. I don't know if I want to be there for 32 hours see. straight. You know, Last it's just like, year, uh, I'll tell you, I had to, we had to be in line by 4 p.m. They didn't see us till around 6.30. They didn't start taping until about 7, and I left at 12.30. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I just don't want to be there for 48 hours because, you you know, eventually you have to pee and, uh, you know, you, you did say two hours plus six hours. So when you yeah. said eight, I understood what you meant, Joe. Whatever. Thank you, Taylor. Whatever. See, you're so biased, Taylor. You're taking his side on everything. It's like, oh, of course, Joe Batanz says it, so it must be fine. Yeah. But, uh, but Joe Batanz has never bought me a cowboy cocksucker. That's true. That's oh, true. wait, Daniel bought you a cowboy cocksucker? We yes, that we, was the story that we just talked. Where were you 15 minutes ago? Oh, yeah, but I thought that was like a fake hypothetical in 1997. No, that's an actual drink called a cowboy. He bought me a cowboy cocksucker oh. and he bought me a raspberry lifesaver. Those I was present. That I remember drinking. I was present at Taylor's 21st birthday at Tracks in Tampa. Right at in midnight, Ybor, yes. In Ybor City in, in Tampa. Wait, this is real? Yes. No, this is real. I turned, okay, my birthday was actually on a Sunday. Okay. And... I, but I always used to go because Sunday was the 18 to 21 up. Sunday was so 18, my, and it was the drag night with Stephanie Chappay. No, Epiphany. Oh, Epiphany. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. That's right. Stephanie right. replaced her later. So, uh, so right at midnight, I, we were standing out front, me and my friend Glenn, and who Daniel knows as well. Yes. And I literally handed the guy at midnight my driver's license, and he looked at it and said, happy birthday, come on in. And I came around the corner to the video bar, and Daniel and a bunch of other people that I knew were all standing there with drinks waiting, waiting for me. Oh. That's right. I thought this was some dumb joke you guys were doing. No, '96. No. Oh, and that was the oh. night. Honestly, Daniel, that was the night that Tiffany Middlesex yes. pushed Epiphany off the stage and she broke her arm. Because oh, the I next night, that. when she sang "Happy Birthday" to me at the drag show, she had a cast on her arm. I remember that. These are like these are. We should. You and I should write a book like the the drag tragedies of the history of Florida. Because <laughs> so you, the here's story a, wait, is kind of a tragedy. Because wait, wait, wait. Flash, flash forward to like you know maybe six years later when I was going to college, I was actually working as a bartender at it was then back to being called El Goya but I was working as a bartender there in the show lounge and that was the night that Joey Brooks and uh, Stephanie Chappelle got into their huge fight and Stephanie like came storming out and pulled her portrait off the wall and like uh, that portrait that she yanked down off the wall was on my bar. She was actually standing on my bar, like right in front of me, yanking this, uh, you know, this uh, picture off the wall. <laughs> I never heard of that story. We will have to talk about that. After <laughs> and then the, the light, over, the light, like fell down. The amazing. light fell down, shattered on top of my bar, which the glass got into my ice. So I had to like basically shut my bar and dissolve all the ice to get to, you know, to get the glass out and everything. So, thank, damn you, Stephanie Chappelle, you cost me uh, tips that night. This, so. this is a big revelation. I never knew you and Daniel or Taylor, you and Daniel or I don't know what I'm saying anymore, mm-hmm. had this long history together. It's weird because yeah. when we both started doing podcasting, uh, we actually, at that point in time, owned house. We used to own the house where you live. But it's like, I owned a house four blocks away. So oh, it's like, really? We were, I was over, uh, you know, just right across one of the major roads from him. And it's like, so yeah. And it was like, so yeah, we lived like in the same neighborhood. And it was one of these where I started listening to Call Box 7, which was yep. one of Daniel's previous shows. And somehow we got talking yep. and he came up. I was like, why don't you come over and tape a show with yep. me and Michael, Michael from QCast? Yep. And as soon as he came to the door, I'm like, why do you look familiar? Because we hadn't seen each other in like yep. 15 years. And then we realized how we knew each other. There you go. Oh, my God. What we're trying to say, Joe, is it's a world of laughter. It's a world of tears. <laughs> it's a world of hope and a world of fears. There's so much that we share that it's you know it's, it's time we're aware it's a small world after all yes well 
Thank you for joining us for another recap of RuPaul's Drag Race. Visit our website, pride48.com slash RDRR, where you can find all of our contact information. Leave us a comment and find all of our old episodes. So until next week, for Taylor the Latte Boy, (laughs) Daniel Brewer, and myself, sashay away. Till next week.